Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast, hosted by Joshua Shaw and Ryan Buckeye. What it do, everybody? Welcome back inside the Two Guys, One Shaker Cup Podcast. Josh Shaw, Ryan Buckeye, uh, with an interesting topic today. And we've, I'm surprised we haven't really covered this topic uh, in the past, given some of the people that we're friends with inside this industry. But more or less, I, I don't think this topic is bigger than just sports nutrition. Um, it, it's as a business in general. And um, you guys saw the title. That's why you clicked on it. But as a business, should your business take sides or partake in whether it be po- politics or um, social movements? And I think this topic is super relevant now with me being here in Minneapolis and when this podcast is published, there's uh, obviously a lot of Minneapolis is in the news right now for something uh, tragic that happened, but then the um, aftermath of this tragic incident and whether or not a company should use their platform to shed light on stuff. And I, I think it is an interesting topic because I was asked by somebody close to us to use my platform to step up and say something. And um, I'll just start the podcast by saying I elected not to. And I, I um, you know, I think it, and we're going to talk in depth of this. I don't think a fitness informant or fit butters has not necessarily the right, but it's not content that I want to put on those channels. And it's a business to me. And if I'm going to put out content surrounding business, it has to partake to the fitness and nutrition world. So um, an example, Josh, that was given to me, he's like, well, you covered the death of Luke Sandow and John Meadows' heart attack. Well, yeah, because Luke Sandow is a figure in bodybuilding and, and John Meadows is a, is a legend within fitness. But something like the, the George Lloyd situation in Minneapolis has nothing to do with fitness and I guess that that really does kind of draw a question. I mean, do businesses have a social responsibility to their customers who shop their stores, who buy their products, to to discuss these topics on their social platforms and on you know out in the public eye? Yeah, there's a something on Twitter yesterday. Actually, what you're just kind of talking about kind of really struck a chord with me. There's um, two what I would consider um, you know thought leaders in retail um, that I follow, uh, one that's more on the e-commerce side, the other one that's on kind of the traditional retail side. Uh, but the guy that was on the traditional retail side, he covered some things around the target uh, looting. Mm-hmm. And the other guy attacked him and said, you know, how are you going to highlight one thing but not make any commentary on the, right. the event in which it happened? And his response was, you know, my content is around retail. This is a retail thing. I, I you know, I don't speak about the other uh, social issue because I, I don't have a place. I, I don't come from an expert place, but I do from, you know, what is this happening to the target or the auto zone or whatever? And that's the kind of was an argument because one of the guys was said, you can't talk about one thing unless you talk about the other thing. And, and that's kind of going to, to your point around, like, where is the line? Like, where, where do you decide where to talk and where not to kind of add your noise or your opinion mm-hmm. to. And um, it is, it's kind of tough, but it's also a very big trending topic. You know, like when we were going in business school, the terminology was like corporate social responsibility. Right. That was the, that's the terminology on it. But now it's morphed into this idea of like woke marketing, this idea that you have to take a stance in social issues. You must kind of decide which side of the fence you're on and your brand should speak like a person and it should have a stance on this. I don't necessarily agree with that in most cases. I think you definitely, th- there's times when it works extremely well. There's times when it makes 
a ton of sense. But then there's other times where it just becomes tone deaf and it just looks bad. It looks like you're trying to steal, steal the spotlight of something else. So it's tough. You really need to, like, if anybody's going to dip their toes into, like, if they're a business and they're going to tip their toes as being an activist type of a brand, you really need to know what you're doing before you step into that ring or it could turn real bad for you. Even if you say something with all good intentions, someone's going to find a reason to tear it apart. And, you know, it's interesting you brought up Target. And for those, if you're living in the rock, you, you have no clue what's going on. Like you use the term looting. I, I use the term like robbery. I mean, straight up going in there and stealing stuff from these stores. But Target is a local business to Minneapolis. I mean, Target HQ is right here in Minneapolis. Yeah. They are the ones being, as Josh said, looted by the protesters and by people that are being actively involved in this movement, which um, don't get me wrong, living here, it is a movement. It is crazy times right now. People are literally, this is this is crazy. Like a lot of people have their conceal and carry up here, but they generally never carry a gun with them. And they may they might have it with them in the glove box in the car. I mean, you're seeing people walk around with the guns around their waist. I mean, that's how scared people are, and and that's not necessarily a good thing at all. But like a company like Target who's here, and I have not checked Target's Twitter. You might have. Um, I have not looked in to see if they've taken a stance or discussed. I know they closed 20 stores down, um, and they, they made a statement on that. But the topic at hand, the issue at hand in which caused these things to happen, I, I, I don't want to – I should look it up as we're talking. Like, I don't think they spoke on it. I mean, they may have said, like, you know, we, we, the, the sad circumstances or whatever, but they hadn't taken a stance, at least as of this recording. Um, and I, you know, I don't – necessarily think they need to i mean I don't, I don't know if i would if i was target target's much too big of a corporation um that you know that statement would have to come from the top down from the c-suite down and you know if, if i was target i was gonna release a statement and i'm the ceo of target i'm the one actually physically typing it on the keyboard and hitting send on twitter yeah i mean companies like retailers that that service so many different types of people it's very tough for them to you know, take such a strong um, side. Now, it's one thing to, you know, make a statement around just the act in which it happened, and and, and obviously that's just a humanity type of thing. Right. You know, you make a, a you make a pretty cookie cutter type of response like that, and and you know you you make sure that people know, hey, we don't stand for that. But you try at that point, it's hard then to try to make a a, a line in the sand because you do have customers on both sides of the fence that you service. And, you know, I think Walmart or any of these types of companies, like it's very hard for them to take a hard line. And and it's back to your point, it's hard for them to really feel like their voice is something that matters. I think a lot of times, like I, I think it a lot, just because somebody has like an opinion doesn't mean that there are an expert, you know what I mean? Just because somebody has a soapbox doesn't mean that their voice should be heard any more than anybody else's. Sometimes silence and sometimes just like, you know, not necessarily getting involved and adding extra noise um, is the the appropriate move sometimes. It, it, you know, it's, it's just a matter of what that organization believes in, the core values of that organization, um, the ownership. And obviously the smaller the company, the more uh, less ambitious or more fragmented the market that they're going after, the easier it is for them to make those hardline decisions. But I think it's it, it, it's one of those things where it's like a, a case-by-case basis mm -hmm. where you have to really decide uh, if it makes sense to add this into your business. Because anytime you do that forever, it changes your business. Um, and then at that point, you have a, a different path that you need to uphold. Um, 
point in case like a you know like a Nike. Yeah. Um, you know Nike uh, took uh, a lot of flack for the Colin Kaepernick thing, which is kind of interwoven to what we're talking about here, and Nike took the stance of supporting um, Colin Kaepernick, right. which you know aligns with a lot of what they've done. It also aligns very well with their customers yes. and what their customers' beliefs are. You know, there's the, the famous quote of Michael Jordan's always, you know, like that um, Republicans buy uh, sneakers as well. That was his stance because he was like, I don't want to be involved with this. But in Nike's case, yeah, Republicans buy uh, Nikes uh, as well, but they don't really buy the $200 uh, newest drops. You know, they're probably buying the Kohl's $50 specials. Yeah. And like for them, it's better for them to go towards the, the the other side of the fence because that's their core customer. That's who they speak to. They speak to more of the progressive consumer base, not the ultra conservative uh, one that is upset if somebody's kneeling at a football game. It's like boo hoo, you know. You know what I mean? So I think that Nike has that a brand that they've been for decades that they've always taken social stances. Um, but there's other companies that if they did that, they would look you know, fake, or they'd look right. like, um, you know, what's the term? Like it's a woke washing. It's like this idea that you're just trying to like steal whatever, um, social issues, uh, attention just because you feel like you should over, you actually have some value to give. I mean, you should have some value to give if you're going to talk, if not, just, just let other people do it. Let other people that are stronger attached to it, let them support them. Don't necessarily, um, just try to get involved with something that doesn't make sense. I, this has been something like the last couple of years, there's been a ton of these different things. Um, and I know it's kind of maybe flip it for a second, but another case around like mental health has been a big one. And I know like um, Burger King and a couple other ones like tried to go out. I think it was um, maybe Sunny Delight. So we're talking mostly like consumer packaged goods or consumer yeah. brands, because that's where you and I, I think are, are most best at this. And like little Debbie snacks, there's like a couple of them that like they made these like big overarching um, things around mental health, but it's like, why are you even talking about that stuff? Yeah. Like, what's that, like, where, what's your place into that? Like, yeah. does that even make all that much sense? And and it, and it gets kind of into the talk we were having last podcast around like just the idea of cause marketing or whatever, like it's easy just to kind of like throw a, throw a, a dart against the wall and have a bunch of causes on there and just pick one of them that fits uh, whatever for like the, the flavor of the week. But like, do you actually have any like skin in the game there? Do you actually feel big and, and you want to have a storyline that's like a part of it because it's something core to you? That's kind of the difference in which this kind of scenario comes for me. Like should a brand or shouldn't a brand talk? It, it, does it speak to you like viscerally or not? Right. I love the Nike campaign that you brought up again. And we've talked about that before, actually. Uh, one of the one of the first podcasts we did, I believe we actually discussed the campaign. And that for Nike, it's going to sound weird for you guys listening and girls listening, but it was a perfect storm for them. Like it was a perfect situation because Kaepernick was an athlete. Nike obviously is involved in athletics. Nike obviously knows who their their customer is. Uh, they also engage in social listening. So they have tons of software saying, well, what are our what's our target audience talking about? on social media and overwhelmingly the millennials were were siding with what Kaepernick was doing you know there were you had your select few individuals that were, was totally against the kneeling for the flag but the vast majority of millennials were for what he was doing so don't think target went into that with a gut instinct they had data to back up what they were doing they they obviously aren't going to make that big of a decision um you know knowing what's going to happen now we saw on social media people burning 
jerseys and sneakers and saying they're not going to buy again. Guaranteed, those people went back and bought a pair of Nikes after the fact. Um, but they, you and I talked about like the bump in sales that Nike actually got from it. It was significant. Um, and I thought, and I think I made this statement on social that I thought it was one of the most brilliant campaigns done. Now, can I sit here and tell everybody that I would have made that decision? No, I can't. I mean, it, it, that even with the metrics and the data supporting that this is probably this this is going to go over well. It takes balls to do something like that. Yeah, a company that size, because especially on a topic like that, like listen, no one. I don't think Josh and I on this podcast are going to try to disagree with that racism is real in this country. It's 100% real in this country. It's probably always going to be real in this country, and we're always going to have stuff like this. So for Nike to take a stance, good for them. Um, you know, this one, this time, is uh, the most recent events. It's, it's difficult. Again, just because you have a platform does not mean that it's meant to be utilized for certain situations like this. And I want to kind of tie it into maybe, you know, the fitness world. So in our industry... We know plenty of people who actually have some pretty good social influence among people because, you know, for instance, like my fitness informant brand, um, a lot of people think it's an extension of just me. And it, and it really is, you know, and that brand has a personality it kind of is seen as a person. So should I go on there and, and discuss this? Because, you know, if it, 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 it's a tough decision for me because it's like, you know, it's not fitness related. Um, I do have a voice. I will talk about it with you, but I don't I'm not educated enough on these topics. I'm not. You know, I'm I'm not the one who's been suppressed and had to deal with these things. Like, I'm not saying I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth because I damn sure was not. But I don't know what these individuals are feeling and what they're doing. So for me to come out and say, like, what they're doing is, is like, I mean, I'll say I don't don't agree with the, the rioting and the looting. I don't agree with that at all. But, like, the reason behind it, like, I don't, I don't, I can't ever tell every people that I fully understand it because I never can. Um, so it's just, it, it's interesting because, like, in our space, right, if you are an African-American or an female or male in, in the fitness or nutrition world and you are, have social influences, chances are you're going to use your platform to educate and help. If you're a Caucasian, so you say Mark Loblier, we use him a lot, but he's a friend of ours. He's got some pretty good social influence. He's got a good following, and he's also traditionally been very outspoken and vocal about yeah. political and topics of this nature. I don't, I don't know. Have you seen, has he posted anything on this topic yet? Um, I mean, he usually keeps it to Twitter, but I, he's been pretty active on it. Um, yeah, but you know, I don't necessarily think he's he, on on Twitter. He's more acting as himself over as a brand, but obviously, it, it's an extension of the brand. It's similar to you know, athletes, influencers, whatever. They're all extensions of of a business. Um, but you know, I, I don't necessarily think that um, he is taking um, you know a a galvanizing approach to it. I think he's kind of similar to um, you and I uh, in the sense that like. Do we necessarily condone the actions um, on either side? No. Um, I think that for the looting and, and all that kind of stuff, like, can I understand how it could get to that point? Definitely. Like, I definitely can. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that I, I can condone it, but I, I definitely think that if I was a person of color and I uh, was living in, in Minneapolis, I'm not sure that I wouldn't feel a certain way to do a certain thing. I, I just, I just don't know if I would. So I like, I can't really say that, um, like I can't take the opposition of that, uh, approach. And I think that the other, the other kind of thing I, I've been trying to wrap my mind around is that, um, you know, if riots, um, don't work, like what, what do, I think that's like the, Again, in you know, you go back. I think there's been a lot of people pulling, you know, back to the civil rights movement and you know Martin Luther King and, and a lot of things like that. And I think that um, 
that is uh, for somebody like me that's a, a stoic person that's uh, nonviolent, whatever, like that's how I would like to be engaged if somebody wanted to, to communicate. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the world we're in today. And I think that, you know, they, um, whoever is opposed to certain things, I think they go through iterations on how they try to approach things. And we talked about the Colin Kaepernick thing. I mean, that was a nonviolent uh, approach to it. You know, white people didn't like that. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like, where do you, where do you go? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's like, it gets to a certain point, like what is the best way to do it? Um, and that's where I try to wrap my mind around. I try to put myself in that position. I'm like, I don't know what the best way I, I guess, like, I think as a, you know, as a privileged white male in America, I always think like the best way to get over on us is to beat us at our own game. It's like become self-made billionaires, like make us like change the game, do like do things that like would mess with a bunch of old white people's minds. Yeah. Like that to me, I think is more like would be a much bigger way. But obviously that's like a long vision, long, t you know what I mean? It's not, it's not something that's going to help something tomorrow. Right. And but, yeah, I mean, it's a, and even when we speak on this podcast, right, you and I, I think, are being very well uh, – we, we collect our thoughts before we're speaking because we don't want to necessarily be perceived as saying the wrong things. I think it, it's very clear and apparent that Josh and I are – we – you know, we uh, we understand the reasoning behind what's going on. We just don't condone the actions. But I mean, the the, the biggest thing too is like, okay, if, if somebody says, well, if you're an extension of your brand, you're going to talk about it on your personal platform. Then why don't you use your professional platform to do so? Like, back to Mark, right? Everybody knows Mark is MTS Nutrition and Tiger Fitness. I mean, come on, he's all over it. So, like, if there's like Mark, you have you know X amount of more followers on Tiger Fitness. Use that to reach more people. Like, he hasn't done it, and I I don't ever foresee him doing it. But like. Me, on my personal Facebook, I made a small thing on it. I didn't make a big deal of it. But, again, there are fans of, of the FI brand who follow my personal page, too, so they can see it that way. Uh, I just, you know, I, it's hard. It is really hard because I'm not tied to that. I don't have any ties to that. And, you know, the argument for me was, like, well, you, you're a brand born and bred in Minneapolis, or you're here, so you should. And it's like, you know, I, I don't need to. I mean, there are yeah. plenty of people with a lot more expertise on this, like you mentioned. And the thing is, I d I'm not well educated on everything that's going on either. I've been so busy with with my with fit butters and everything else in life, like to take time to sit down and actually understand like what happened. Like I'll I'll be fully honest, I haven't watched the video. Like I've seen images, yeah. but I have not watched the video. Nor do I want to watch the video. Like that does not that does not like when somebody says you need to see this video. The answer is no, I don't. I don't need to see something like that. I don't want to see something like that. Um, and, and again, I didn't have time, but I I can understand you know from what's being explained to me, watching that video white, black, and different, whatever, like feeling rage and feeling upset and considering the the, 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 the time had passed while well, this gentleman, I'm not going to call him a gentleman, this person, excuse me, is still out there free to roam the streets when a normal person, like if, you know, Josh Shaw does this to somebody, he's in jail that day, you know, 100% in that day. So I get, I can, under, I'm not, like, I can, I don't, I can't, I can't say I understand because again, I'm not in that position, but I can, you know, I, I what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> this is a tough one. Like I can, yeah, I guess I could say I understand. Like, I understand why someone would be upset. I don't, I don't know how they feel per se because I'm not in their shoes. But I can understand why someone would be upset. Um, but again, that, the, the subject I'm here is as, as a business and your corporate social responsibilities. Do they extend beyond you know reducing pollution and um, you know hiring X amount of people of race and I mean on socialist issues like this? I wonder in 2020 if we're going to start to see more brands take a stance, you know, and more brands stand up and say, like, we stand with X, we don't condone this. Um, 
in this case, I think it still is like as a brand, you could come out again and just say like we feel bad and this is terrible. That's easy. Uh, but to make a statement, like a true statement on it, I don't know. Uh, I would think we see, we see more brands today than ever before do it. But yeah. again, to your point, right? Like if you're a smaller brand, it's not as much risk. But if you're a brand on that Fortune 500 list, I, I, I would love metrics. I would love metrics for somebody to go through the Fortune 500 list and say, okay, how many of these brands on this list engaged in this movement or engaged yeah. in this on social? Because – that would be super interesting. I wish Forbes or somebody would do that. Just put one of your interns on it and check every single Twitter <laughs> platform. And because I don't know what that percentage would be, Josh. I really don't. Yeah. Like, you know, if you look at the Fortune 500 versus, um, versus say, the Inc. 5000, right? Like, they're two different lists. One is, like, yeah. small companies who are growing fast, and one is just, like, established companies who have a shit ton of money. What's that ratio difference? And I, I, don't even, I can't even begin to guess what the percentage would be on the Fortune 500 list. I have no clue. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I, to your point, I think it's – Increasing in its um, usage in terms of, you know, this idea of whatever you want to consider woke marketing or whatever. But basically, I mean, it's this idea that everybody's trying to get attention. Like, that's the biggest um, issue here. That's the, uh, the most important, most valuable thing in the world is now attention. And in a world where everybody's battling for everybody's attention, it becomes, like, harder and harder for you to earn it, even doing, like, normal things. So, like... Right people end up naturally polarizing themselves. You know, our news networks are like the, the, the way for you to make money is not to be a centralist in the middle. doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. You have to take, you have to take one side or the other, like for media, for um, personalities, for whatever, like that's the only way you stand out in such a noisy space today. So brands naturally are starting to like take those decisions because people are naturally like, you, you think about it, like, like Trump, hate Trump. It's 50, 50, uh, this, like, you know what I mean? A every time at this world is like almost split evenly. So like yeah. whatever you say, somebody's going to hate it. Um, and you have to be okay with that. And it's this point of like, if, if you're going to naturally fragment yourself, you might as well go all in on a one, um, type of a kind of like customer base. And it goes back to like knowing, do you actually know your customer? I'll, right. I'll kind of give you some real world examples. I won't, I won't tell you the names, but uh, like during this time of COVID-19, I specifically have had three conversations with brands. We've talked um, about them a lot on this uh, show around the perception in which they're giving to their customer bases through the way they're operating their business during COVID-19 being are they following social distancing? Are they following certain uh, procedures? Are they because tends to be on the more liberal side of customers, the younger, more liberal side of customers are more, um, I guess, uh, focused on the public health side of that. Um, and so, if you're not following that, and, and you know, a lot of the brands that we talk really highly of, they're very much transparent. They're showing behind the scenes. They're showing that, you know, you know, the owners, you know, the what, so like all that is available for somebody to be able to look at those things. So right. if you are a brand on that side of the fence and you're not following the appropriate CDC guidelines and you're not doing all these things, your customers are going to look at you like, we, who are you? What are you doing? And then on the opposite side, if you are somebody that's speaking to the more conservative Republican side, that's your customer base or whatever, you tend to just go on as life as normal uh, because that's what they want you to see. They want you to see that you're like, you, you're not bothered by this. You're not whatever. And it's honestly, you have to know what is your demographics of your customers? Where is the majority of your customers going to sit? Because during that time, if you act inappropriate to where the majority of your customers are, you're going to lose a lot of your customers, just not even without like 
saying it publicly, they're just going to notice it and they're going to go, wait a minute, this brand is uh, not for me. This is not who I want to support. This is not. And I've honestly, I've had those conversations with the teams and said, like, you have to be really uh, thoughtful in the way that you're like putting yourself out there. Um, you have to be authentic to whatever you're doing, but you also have to understand, like, how does that align with your customers? Because if it, if, if it doesn't align, you should probably just maybe go a little bit darker than you normally do. Uh, it's, you know, it's unfortunate you have to say those things, but people are watching during this time and you have to, you have to take account of that. If not, it's going to end up biting you in the butt. Right. You know, for me, like my stance taking came on caffeine dosages, right? Like I took a stance on a topic within our world that is polarizing within our world um, that I don't know if you'd say it got me notoriety, but you know, people agree with me on it. That was like a polarizing topic within our world. But again, that is not even at the level of ex uh, of extreme that what's going on in the world today. Yeah. So, would I mean you don't talk about this stuff publicly? You you and I had a conversation just via text. Like you you pretty much talk about it with you know maybe your close friends and your girlfriend. Would would there be a certain topic you think that would entice you to use your social platform to? And by social platform, I mean just like your business platform. Like what would what would be a topic that would get you to? get up and, and use that platform to try to influence or, you know, guide people in a way that on a social topic? You know, I don't know. I mean, I think that the closest thing that we can relate this to is probably with what we just, or st I guess we're still technically going through with, with COVID-19. Like, um, I made a few, uh, posts pretty early on, like, um, we're talking, you know, early, March at this point, um, basically telling people that they were seeing the picture the wrong way. And, and I took a stance because I was saying, you know, look for these things happening with the economy and do it like try, trying to be as, as, as I guess, uh, non political, non, you know, not trying to like show any of my biases, just kind of give the, the, the facts as much as I could to try to let people know an underrepresented, um, I guess, opinion on, on what was going to happen in the next couple of months, just because everybody was focused on the sensationalizing of the, of the body counts and, and everything. And I was basically saying, yeah, that's great. I mean, like we don't want to have that. Um, that's terrible. I get it, but there's something bigger and scarier behind this that you need to be paying attention to as well. And make sure you don't lose sight of this. I tended to be a little bit like, you know, you know, you make those kind of posts sometimes where your like heart starts to race a little bit and you're like, oh. Ooh, I don't know if I feel very comfortable. Like maybe making these posts. I had those things a few times and what ended up happening was I ended up getting like probably more, um, behind the scenes, like messages and things than I normally would do. Um, what it didn't do though for me was like most people, I think then that would make them want more of it. Like, you know, they got a taste of something and they want to like press yep. more of it. And I had people asking me like, why am I not pressing the, the, and I just said, I mean, like, again, it's not necessarily within my, um, my normal, like stuff I, I, I'm an expert in. And, and I, though I might have very expert like opinions about things because I'm, I'm very well read and I, I, you know, I'm very, I guess I look at both sides of the, of the coin. A lot of times I just don't necessarily like to just put out a bunch of noise because I can. I'd rather pick and choose the things that I'm most passionate about and the ones that I think are going to bring, bring the most value to people. If it's not, if I don't think it's going to bring a lot of value, I just would rather just like shut it off. And that's probably the most recent one. I've had ones over the years, actually, like 
even this Colin Kaepernick one, um, I, I made a big post about it around how, um, you know, people were just hating on Nike and I made a, a post basically outlining why exactly Nike did what they did and why they're going to continue to do these things. And a lot of people were like, man, I'd even look at it that way. And it's like, I took a stamp, but it's also like you just sometimes you just have if I have a, a different way of looking at it, I try to add my opinion if I think it's going to add value. But if not, I try to just stay out of it because I, I don't I don't want to be taken and looked at, I guess, the wrong way. And like, I, you know, I might write a thousand words and 10 of them are wrong or we might say something through this 30 minutes, like a minute of it sounds bad and all of a sudden people hate us. It's like I, that kind of stuff is a little bit scary, I think, sometimes just because people do cherry pick. I know as content creator, I know you as a content creator, like people cherry pick things from our content. It's like, they'll take one line out of our whole video and they'll be like, oh, this guy, he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like, come on, man. You know, and that's, that's the scary part. And that's why a lot of people don't create content. A lot of people don't do these things because it, it comes to the point where it eventually gets turned around on you and you have to be able to be thick skinned enough to like defend yourself or at least, um, let people know what you actually, you know, discuss it in a way that actually lets people know what's going on. I mean, that's a big thing you said there, thick skin. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't yeah, exist. Thick skin, thick skin. So, um, <laughs> no, I think it's, I'd be interesting to hear other business owners, you know, chiming on this because I mean, in our space, it's a little different because I've seen a few, I've seen a few make some comments. Um, but, but I'm saying, I think, I think more are going to make comments in our space because, they just don't give a fuck, you know. Like they, they don't. Yeah. They don't think uh, the way a, um, a brand does that maybe has a board and shareholders, you know, to to yeah. um, report to, right? Like a Target has shareholders and a board, um, and Optum Health here in Minneapolis, you know, they, they same thing. Universe or United Healthcare. If it's just like a two man shop, they're get on their soapbox and they don't, you know, give a shit type yeah. thing, right? Um, so I, I don't, you know, there's not a lot of brands in our space that have that, you know, you could look at, look towards like a Cellucor or something, which maybe they're a little bit bigger. Um, I don't, I don't foresee, you know, Opto, uh, you know, Optimum Nutrition. Like Glambia saying, yeah. Glambia yeah. saying anything like that. So, um, size I think does matter because the bigger you get, the more you kind of are like, uh, you know, gun shy. Um, but when you're, sometimes you take risks as a small brand you think like, Hey, if I say this. Maybe I'll get X amount of customers out of it because there's always I think, you know, there are people who make statements and comments and take a stance because that's what they truly believe in. And then you have those brands that make a statement or comment or take a stance because they're trying to leverage yeah. that into something. And I think when you do that, you do the latter. It consumers can see that you're being, you know, disauthentic, authentic on it sometimes or, or I think, you know, fake. And yeah. I think if you're truly passionate about something, you truly like you feel it in your gut and you say something via video or Twitter or whatever, um, you know, that's, that's going to be more impactful without an alternative motive in mind, you know, a la making money. So I would be super interested in hearing what people have to say out there. Um, you know, big, small, whatever. If you, if you're listening to this podcast, watching this podcast, like comment or reach out, because I would love to hear your reasonings for doing it or not doing it because it's interesting. Everybody has a different perspective on it. And, um, you know, if you feel that it's your responsibility to stand up and say something, I mean, it'd be interesting to hear why you feel that way um, and, and what your stance is, because, I mean, it, it's it's a topic that's relevant today for sure. 
Yeah, definitely. So if you guys like what you heard here on the podcast, hit that subscribe button. We're on iTunes, Spotify. You can watch via YouTube. Follow Josh Shaw on his social platforms at Jay Shaw Consultant. Um, we are Two Guys, One Shaker Cup, Facebook, Instagram, all over the place, all over the webs. And uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in again. Like I said, engage with us on this topic, whether you're a business owner or not. Um, and let us know future topics you want to talk about because – I mean, who knows what the future's <laughs> who knows what the future's gonna look like next week? I mean, <laughs> one week it's we stay home, we can't go anywhere, stay without you know, stay stay outside of six feet of people. The next week is you got thousands of people hand in hand downtown Minneapolis not giving a shit about COVID, but you know, so <laughs> it's uh it, this is a crazy fucking world we live in, Josh. Just yeah. a crazy world. <laughs>